Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So 12 minutes after 2 o'clock, I really want to celebrate this woman. What a lioness she was. Uh, we celebrated, uh, commemorated her death 23rd of October, not so long ago. And I just wanted us to honor this woman who gave us so much to be happy about, Lebo Matosa. And I've, I've invited Somizim Tlongo, who was a dear friend to her, to help me go down this memory lane. Thank you so much for joining us, Somizim. Welcome to the show. You're welcome, Pam. Thank you. So, you know, the thing about Lebu for me, right, is that she was this big personality, very grand on stage and persona and everything. And the contrast was this other person that privately, if you knew her, was very gentle, very quiet, very loving, very warm. Uh, do you think she was completely understood to the, to the most part by the public? She was what? Do you think she was understood well by the public? Yeah, I th- I think she it was very the type of person where what you see is what you get, mm-hmm. and so you you would never assume would it, oh maybe she might be feeling good or she mm-hmm. she's not in a good mood. When she's not in a good mood, she put it up front there. I'm not in a good mood. Mm-hmm. When she's in a good mood, I'm in a great mood. But she was an introvert, mm-hmm. and. Off stage, she would be very shy. Yeah. She hated crowded spaces. She would prefer to be indoors or even lock herself in a bedroom yeah. the entire week, you know, um, and release the beast only when she goes and says, I think she she is exactly what Beyonce is right mm-hmm. now. Beyonce has, has an alter ego. And Lebu had an alter ego, but unfortunately, she didn't, she didn't name her, but we would usually once in a while call her the drama queen. <laughs> Because on, on stage she became this huge drama queen and then off stage she she would switch off. <clears throat> and that's what I liked about her because then it means, oh, we also going to have a downtime and a quiet woman because full that when we're together we think that it's always noise and noise and I'm, I'm more or less that person when I'm in my private spaces I want quiet and peace and so forth. So mm-hmm. she was extreme, extreme, extremely quiet off stage and extremely large on stage. So, you know what fascinates me, Somizi? I mean, I was just talking earlier about the fact that she, she died at 29, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, mm-hmm. she was 29, yet she yeah. achieved so much. Um, yeah. She achieved locally and internationally. I mean, we talk about mm-hmm. collaborations that she had with international superstars and so on. Mm-hmm. But this was a woman who was extremely focused, extremely ambitious. Um, mm-hmm. and, and perfectionist. Exactly, a perfectionist. And I'm wondering, you know, how soon that came out? Because it was very distinct, very early on, that here's somebody who had um, who had goals that we were not even dreaming of, for instance. Yeah. You, you know, Pamela, when certain things happen at the time, you don't understand them. Mm-hmm. And then later in life, you go, aha, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense why she departed so early. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. She... She had done her part on earth. Mm-hmm. She 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 was way ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Extremely ahead of her time. Lebu was what Beyonce is right now. And there was no Beyonce then. There was mm-hmm. just Destiny's Child. And no social media. No social media. Mm-hmm. And and uh, sometimes I even suspect at the back of my Beyonce is a crook. She probably Googled <laughs> the biggest superstar in Africa. And yeah. I mean you look at you look at yeah. videos that are Beyonce crazy in love. Yeah. Um, it's it's African, it's Shangan, it's mm. so Lebu Matosa. Baby boy, mm. Lebu Matosa did that 
in Bumshaka mm. and, and in your solo project, um, dancing in castles dresses mm. and, and high heels. Um, um, also with the hair, mm. there was no weaves and stuff. Lebu would take sheep skin mm. and refine it and pin it on her hair mm. to, to make it look like Kelly blonde hair. Mm. You know, so she was she was the first art, female artist to have like eight to twelve dancers on stage with a live band, cost changes like no other. And you look at Beyonce five years later, yeah. and you're like, it makes sense. This it, child, this child was way ahead of her time. She she had done her part and she had reached her ceiling. The next level was in heaven. And I think, Somizi, you are spot on about that because. When we talk about it now, it's like not a thing. But I distinctly remember being a big deal that Lebo had literally employed the number of dancers that she had employed single-handedly. And she was empowering a movement of dancers that had been sitting at home for a long time doing nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, She had the best in the game. Um, she, she had like an eight piece band, four backing vocalists, um, eight costume changes. I mean, I remember the time she opened for Black Eyed Peas and, and John Legend at some point. By the time they had to go on stage, it was like, hell no, let's take a break. Play some music. We, we, there's no way we go on stage after this fire, you know? And, and that's how much of a perfectionist she was. I mean, to a point where I know that dancers had to wear the same color underpants, skin color mm-hmm. underpants. I mean, who takes who pays attention to such things, you know? And that's how much of a perfectionist she was. So, Mizi, anecdotally, I mean, I have, I think Lebo has, a, everyone has a story about Lebo, you know, private stories. Mm. I have a personal story. Maybe I'll share it, maybe I won't. Mm. Anecdotally, what's the one thing where you think of Lebo and you privately chuckle? I'll I'll share mine after you share yours. Okay. Um, that is dope. <laughs> yes, no, yes. That is dope. Yes. And, and me... My combination here, I mean, like a stoat, mm. and I'm stoating away like I'm the type that would would put um, cotton wool in between your toes and light it when you're sleeping, you know. And and living at stoat, we I'll share two incidents quickly. We once um, went into a supermarket and we were broke, we didn't have money, and but we were hungry, and we proceeded to be doing croissant whilst we eat the chicken, full chicken. As we push in the throne, then once we're done with the chicken, then we, we left the store. And we, we, we ran out laughing, and we knew we would never have to come back to the store ever again. Um, and then one time as well, it was Miss S18, and it was on the 14th of July, I remember the and Lebu's birthday is around the 16th of yes. July. And and she was performing there with Bumshak. Mm. Then during the rehearsals, after the rehearsals, the, the, the decor tables, they had cakes like fresh cakes <laughs> on the tables. We stole 14 cakes. On the cent- they were supposed to be the centerpiece. And we, we had a party in our room. They, they had to go buy new cakes. And we had a party. And stole. And it's that for me. I, I look back at it and go, oh, where would we be by now? Totally being Listen, so means you're going to laugh at me. I'm the joke in the story. Because yeah. Lebo bought me, but me, ne? handcuffs. <laughs> Why? Because I was getting married. She bought me handcuffs. She bought me a key and she bought me a whip. <laughs> I can see. She was upgrading your, your bedroom scene. <laughs> you use them though. I don't even know where they are. I need to find them. 
my fear is losing the key. <laughs> my fear is losing the key. <laughs> but really lovely talking to you. Thank you for taking Thank us down so memory much. lane, Somizi. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Yeah. While well, we celebrate the life of a lioness, Lebo Matosa. And I'm also joined on the line by Oskido. Thank you so much for joining us, Oskido. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I mean, listen, when you listen to this woman that we're talking about, I mean, the memories that must come to you must be massive. You you go back, way back. Was she around 17, Oskido, when you met her? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I go back. I used to run a club called uh, Club Arena with a late friend of mine, Ian Tukola. Yeah. And we used to have, uh, you know, we used to invite young kids to come and dance in the club Saturday yeah. uh, afternoon session. So that's when I met Lebu. She came in, you know, as a dancer with a group called LMT Girls, which was 10 BCAD and a girl called Mabato. They called yes. themselves LMT Girls. Yes. And every saturday on this dance competition uh i mean they used to be winners so they will win every saturday you know i knew that they were going to be winning <laughs> yes so that's how i came across her you know with that group and that's when and then there was another group called my chance this mm-hmm. my chance it was the guys uh group they were also winning it was this guy nicholas together with both theo yeah. you know theo yes. yes so they were also winning so then later, then they started following me on my DJ, uh, where, wherever I was DJing, when I mm. go to vets, you know, there used to be kumbas. Yes. So I used to have a crew of when I'm DJing, then from there when I, you know, Vabula Seke, that's when that Vabula <laughs> Seke became uh, massive, actually. Yeah. They would come in on my DJ set and dance the whole night out. Yeah, you know, yeah. as, as you know, Shaka was special, right? But there was something extra special about Lebo. For you, what was that? I mean, the voice in itself was incredible. Well, honestly, through her, I mean, coming in with me at this club, so it became like it became like a brother and sister relation because every Saturday they want to find out where I'm. Um, so eventually, then we started. Uh, you know, putting a group, Pumshaka, together. Yes. And that's when Junior from Pumshaka came in. He said, no, man, Oskido, uh, Lebo can sing. I didn't know that she could sing, mm. you know. Actually, Junior is the one who said, Lebo can sing. I said, serious. And then from there, that's when uh, Pumshaka was born, you know, yes. through Tembi, the dancer, you know, Theo yes. was part of that crew, yes. you understand, yes. from my yes. And then Junior, because we need a, rag, a ragamuffin voice. Yes. And then uh, then from there, that's how Pumshaka was born, mm. you know. That's when, when we went to the studio, I started realizing, what, wow, wow, she can dance, she can sing. Yeah. You know, you know, look, we know what she achieved in the time that she was with us. You you are privy yeah. to what her plans were. I mean, are you able to share with us where where was her headspace? Where was she going? Well, I think after that, I mean, Bumshaka became a group. And what happened is that, you know, uh, people didn't, because remember, we're coming through the era, era of Babuka. Yes. We prayed our big and all that. Yeah. So me and Christos, then we started moving with Bumshaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, around. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I will we we'll go to the campuses. There's no stage. We'll put up the desk, and then from there, they will, they will start dancing. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then performing all these songs. And <clears throat> I remember uh, even selling the cassettes because remember the record labels didn't want <laughs> to sign us. Yeah, and from your boot. That, I remember about, that from your boot. Yes, we we done that big track. It's about time. Mm-hmm. And all those songs were big songs, but no one, you know, felt that time. No one felt there were big records. So mm. we started promoting ourselves, moving together and going around until this thing caught fire all over the country. Mm. See, who is this Pumshaka? Mm. Whatever, because now our tape started moving a lot. Mm. And that's when, you know, 
she became this big star out of that. Yeah. As I said, I mean, she, she collaborated with, with superstars. She, she did international acts and all these wonderful things. Where, where was her head at? Where, what, where did she want to go from there? Well, for me, she was more of a soulful. She wanted to achieve things, level. Yeah. And remember, when we did that, and then when she became a star, uh, I remember Brenda Fassi, she felt that level is taking her space, mm. you know? You know, she felt then from there she would come here. You understand? Yeah. Whatever, you understand? So therefore, they came that controversy. Brenda and Lebu not really a thing. Because when Brenda came in, she felt Lebu was taking that space. And mm. she was, you know, mm. she was something, she was like hectic. Mm. Uh, and that was her power. And the good thing is that uh, she developed her confidence in performing, she wanted to be herself. You know what I mean? Because uh, she grew up listening to a lot of soulful stuff. If you can see, she was a big fan of Erika Badu. If you can listen yeah. to her style of singing, yeah. do you understand? She used to listen to that. And Junior would buy her a lot of these raga tapes. You know, she used to lose, love a lot of raga music. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, she would start like looking, checking out these Jamaicans, you know, are doing all these things, the dance and the singing. So therefore... All she wanted was to say, you know, let me achieve this and be a big star. Ah, man, Eskido, thank you so much for, for just uh, going down memory lane with us. I appreciate it, my brother. Thank you so much. Put. A massive respect. Bye. Eskido there, as we go down memory lane, looking at her life and her story today is on Libun Matosa. We commemorated her death on the 23rd of October. What a legend. And if you have some story to share uh, around Libun Matosa, we welcome your calls as well on 891 104